0: The following podcast is a member of the Pokecasters Network. Pokecasters Network, supporting Pokemon content creators, their shows, and the community of Pokemon fans. To find out more, check out pokecastersnetwork.com or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Hello, and welcome to Lucas Lectures, hosted by the big fish himself, Veteran Lucas. Lucas, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's topic. corner. Cool, calm, and collected. This gecko hands out beatings like other geckos hand out car insurance. Give it up for Trico. And in this corner, it's fluffy exterior hides the fact that in just a few levels it can roundhouse kick you to the moon and back. Let's get fired up for Torchic. And last and never least, the internet's golden boy as loved by the internet as it is amphibious, make a splash for Each Pokemon has its strengths and weaknesses, but which one would be the best real-world partner for you? Let the showdown begin! Oh, and with the ring of the bell, it is time for another Starter Showdown. Hello, everybody. It is me, better Lucas. Hope you're having a fantastic day or night. So, it is that time again. We are going to be doing another Starter Showdown. If you're new to this whole thing, and you're like, what on God's green earth was that? So, here on the podcast, once a month, we try and go through each of the starters of an individual region, going in order from first to last, and seeing which starter has the most practical application. As in, if you had this starter, how long would you, a fresh new trainer between 10 and 16, survive, pretty much? We want to make sure you don't die. The last two generations had their fair share of lethality. Look at you, Totodile and Charizard. Pretty much most of the fire types, if we're being honest, further down the road. But but this one, this generation, is by far one of my favorite, if not... You know what? It is my favorite generation. Gen 3 has some of my favorite Pokemon in it, and that includes the starters. So there's definitely some bias in this one. So hopefully you guys have your picks, so I'll give you a second to think which one you want. You either can get Trico, Torchic, or Mudkip. I'll give you like three seconds. So, quick recap, we are going to be scoring each of these Pokemon between 1 and 5, 5 being the highest. And the categories are as such. Battle Potential, how well they're going to get you in and out of fights in their specific reason. Care and Maintenance, how hard is it to feed slash care for this Pokemon. Child friendliness. Could a new trainer use this thing? And finally, my personal favorite, utility. What can it do aside from brutal violence that would make your life or the lives of others easier? So with all that out of the way, let's get started with Trico. Trico has the cool factor. In fact, he is the first grass starter to be more focused on the rule of cool instead of being cute. Like, he's just cool, collective, he climbs around, he involves a Deceptile with blades, grass on its arms, which is pretty rad. So with that bladed grass, let's go over some battle potential. As far as the gyms go, it's a hit and miss. For every rock and water gym, you're going to get a fire and flying gym as well. It is not going to have any dual typing. We're going to have to wait till next generation for grass to finally get theirs. Uh, it's going to only have to rely on its grass moves and maybe a couple of others thrown in. When it gets Leaf Blade, it's pretty awesome against Water Types, because most Water Types are going to be built to be defensive against Special Defense, so being a physical Grass type attack that actually does a lot of damage was a big deal at the time. This is one of those Pokemon where if you wanted to win most of your battles and kind of cheat, if this was the real world, just pick your fights in the forests. Half of the Pokedex entries of Trico, Grovile, and Sceptile are all focused on keeping in the woods, and you'll probably win, because they're nearly unbeatable. Now, as far as care and maintenance goes, it's the first grass starter to be more animal than plant. A lot of the other ones you'll notice, things like Bulbasaur and Chikorita, are almost half and half. Half plant, half animal. But Trico is more of a Pokemon that uses plants instead of actually being a plant. Uh, this means that you're going to actually have to buy food, unlike the other grass types who just photosynthesized it. So its cost is going to be a little bit higher. It is a reptile. And according to the Dex, it does need to heat up in the warmth, so cold is not going to be great for this Pokémon. You're going to have to bring some kind of mobile heat lamp if you're going in some dark, cloudy weather. Uh, the Pokémon is also pretty self-sufficient in the forest, like we mentioned. They survive really, really well in the woods, so let it wander through the woods every now and again, and it'll take care of itself. Now, child-friendliness. Trico comes equipped with hands that can climb anything, a thick tail, and most importantly for this category, a calm personality. The fact that it doesn't panic during any situation is a really good thing to have with a starter Pokemon. Again, you are new to training a Pokemon. You don't know what you're doing. This Pokemon is going to be calm and collected. However, the downside is it also says it does not back down or give an inch when it has a challenge. So imagine a pack of Wingulls or a pack of any Pokemon coming at you and Trico doesn't even blink. It just stands there. Yeah, you might get hurt or worse. Uh, once you get a septile, it should be noted that hugs get a lot harder. The leaves on its arms are said to be razor sharp and can cut down trees. So hugs might get a little bit trickier. Again, it's not aggressive. It's not going to go on picking fights. But nothing about it comes off as of just being super friendly and helpful. It should be noted that it loves caring for trees, which uh, does go nicely into our next category, utility. So obviously it can grow plants. The seeds on its back are actually a form of growth agent for trees and lets them grow faster and stronger. Should also be noted as trico it can sense weather changes. That is an amazing ability and great when you're traveling. I honestly think as a tree farmer it would be one of the best ones just because it knows which trees to cut down and it knows which ones to let grow. So it can do a really good, sustainable job of keeping the trees in the forest healthy. Trees need to periodically be cut down and grown depending on what season it is and how far the tree has aged. So Trico and its evolutions would be really, really good at that. If you want to use it to slice and dice stuff, I bet those arms would be really good at food prep, but more on that in the next Lucas Lecture. Uh, if you were to stumble upon a Megastone, I'd also recommend electrical work. Since it does have the lightning rod ability, if you're working on anything, it comes pretty well in handy to have something that can attract electricity. So, final totals battle potential, 3 out of 5, maintenance, 4 out of 5, child friendliness, 3 out of 5, and utility, 4 out of 5. Alrighty, so next up we have Torchic, and oh boy, here comes another fire starter. Let's see if this one will kill us like the others. Although to be honest, unlike Charizard or Typhlosion, this Pokemon is far less hostile and in way more control of its power. It's also points for being super disgustingly cute, since according to the decks, it follows you around as a torchic. Like you're not gonna lose this thing. It's gonna follow you around like a mother hen, and that just that warms my heart a little bit. That's just so cute. So let's go into battle potential. If you were that guy, and by that guy, I mean me. You overleveled your Torchic before the Rock Gym because you wanted to see what it would evolve into because you didn't have the internet at your fingertip. And you find out you get a Fire Fighting type. You get Double Kick right as it evolves, And that's really good when you're getting into the Normal Gym and the Rock Gym. It also gets access to Flying Moves along with Fire and Fighting. So the Fighting Gym is going to be a little to no problem for you. Uh, the Later Gym will be a pain in the butt given that the last three of them are all of your weaknesses. Uh, but the average trainer will probably be annihilated. Very good. It's also important to be stated that this is the first and it will definitely not be the last firefighting we see. I've got my money on Gen 9; they just go back to doing it again. But this was the first, the original firefighting. No one is allowed to complain about it. Next up, care and maintenance. It's a chicken, so care for it is pretty easy. Care, caring for chickens is so easy that they are some of the most, if not the most, domesticated animal on Earth. And unlike the other fire types, it can control its fires, so no random forest fires, no heat-proof gear, no claw-proof gear. This thing is in really good control of its senses. However, it is a fighting type, and fighting types tend to train physically. You're going to need to get it either a sparring partner, or buy some padding, or you're going to find a place where it can beat the crap out of stuff, because this thing has a combustion. Can kick 10 times a second. Uh, keep in mind, Bruce Lee could punch seven times a second. This thing is stronger and faster than one of the finest martial arts on the planet. And when it evolves to a blaziken, then it can jump 30 story buildings. You're going to need something to help train it. You're going to need some way to keep it exercised when it's not beating the crap out of your rival. Uh, food is pretty easy. Uh, it's a bird. Birds are pretty easy to feed. Get it some seeds and some berries, and you'll be fine. Child friendliness. As I said before, it does say that it follows you around. But more importantly, the Pokedex tells you to hug it. So I would assume it's safe for newcomers if the Pokedex says, hey, hug it. Unlike the other ones where it says, hey, it's going to bite your hand off. So as Torchic being following you around, it's pretty nice. It is important to know that it does shoot fireballs at over 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. They aren't going to be launched at you unless they are... You know, unless you really take it off. If you've never made a chicken angry, they will follow you and they will shoot fireballs at you. For real. If you don't believe that chickens shoot fireballs in our world, you haven't gotten them mad enough. Now, these things won't pick fights with random Pokemon or people. Always a plus. But, on that note, it is a fighting type. And like I said, it's going to be in pretty good fighting shape in order to survive. Fighting types typically need their owners to be in decent enough shape for them to respect you. You can't be doughy and expect the monster that trains 24-7 to respect you. Why do you think all the fighting type trainers are in really good shape? Finally, we have what I believe to be its weakest category, and that is utility. Aside from fighting, there isn't much evidence that it can be used in any other way. As a Torchic, it can keep you alive during a blizzard or heavy rain because it literally warms you as you hug it. Hypothermia is no joke, and if you want proof of that in Pokemon, Ash almost dies from it in one of the earlier episodes of the anime, but his Pokemon helped warm him up. After you beat the champion, though... Your Blaze again is going to probably need the exercise, and this Pokemon would probably make a great partner Pokemon for a cop or an investigator. Uh, Because if you're going to chase down somebody, it's better to be able to chase them down by jumping 30 stories straight up without a running start. Imagine trying to steal someone's Pokemon, and you're running, and then you just see this giant flaming chicken jump down and kick you in the head. Being a Fire-type, obviously Firefighter comes to mind because it's basically fireproof. Uh, It can turn off its flames around its hands, which, again, super big deal when you can turn off those flames. So, to wrap it all up, Battle Potential, 4 out of 5. Care and Maintenance, 4 out of 5. Child Friendliness, 4 out of 5. Utility, eh, 3 out of 5. Last, and never least, the internet's favorite son, Mudkip. Oh, for our younger listeners, you were not around on the internet at this time. There was Mudkip memes for days. Ugh, such wonderful time to be alive. No other Pokemon has reached true meme status as much as this one. Oh, sure, the Pikachu astonished meme makes its way around, but no, 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 no. This little Axolotl, this little amphibious boy, oh, he is just perfect. This Pokemon caps off what I think are the best group of starters. Again, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. The best overall group of starters was in Gen 3. You can disagree if you want, but I'm still going to say what I think and what I know in my heart. Now, on to how Mudkip fights. Uh, a solid start at the first gym and the third gym, especially once it gets to become a marsh comp, the third gym doesn't even affect you. It's the Magnemite might throw Sonic Booms, and those can be critical hits, but otherwise, just mudshot shot everything and you win. Uh, when you get to the first gym, again, pretty easy stuff. Uh, While evolving, that electric immunity is going to be pretty useful, but remember, that grass weakness will always haunt you, and that's its biggest problem. Your rival is going to have Sceptile once it gets big enough, and Sceptile is faster and strong enough to beat the snot out of you with a Razor Leaf. It could literally keep Razor Leaf and throw it at you, and your Swampert would die, even if it didn't train in special attack. Your Swampert has no special defense and no real way to keep itself safe from usually faster grass types. You're going to need to pack something else to deal with that Trica line. Because, again, if you've never used a Swampert, literally walking in tall grass with a single blade of grass such as that Swampert, it's down. Now, if you played Ruby in the first game, you do get an advantage over Groudon. Uh, if you played it in the Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, yeah, it cancels out your water abilities, but you can still use Earthquake. So, again, not too bad of a Pokemon to have. Just really, really got to watch out for those grass types. You know, one of the most common types in the game. Anywho, maintenance. Mudkip's line is based on amphibians like the Axolotl, and it shows in Marsh Tom's Dex entry and talks about its slimy, mucus coating that keeps it alive outside of the water. Nice. Unlike other water types, the murkier water, the better for Mudkip and Marshtop. They like to play in the mud. So make sure you just have a nice open area for them at some point. And once they get to being a Swamper, apparently they live on beautiful beaches on the shallows. So that's just going to be really nice. All of these points that I'm making show you one thing, though. You are going to need to be around a body of water in order for them to relax. Obviously, they can make their own mud, but it's going to be a lot more comfortable for them if you're around muddy water, and especially for Swampert, it likes the ocean, so you're going to want to give it a nice beach area to hang out in. once in a while. Not the most potable Pokemon outside of a Pokeball. I'll Keep in mind, though, I don't know what that mucus is made of, but I've handled a few, shall we say, mucusy animals. Depends on what it is, but you might want to just carry some extra soap. I- I'd still hug it, but I'd also have to do a lot of laundry afterwards. On to child friendliness. Mudkip? Strong. Like, Crush a boulder at level 5 strong. Mudkips' Pokédex entries talk about how its secret ability is that, no, it cracks boulders like I crack walnuts with my boot. Luckily, it seems to know its own strength and only uses it when it's backed into a corner. It doesn't actively beat the crap out of things. Charizard. As it gets bigger, it seems to get quite tame and pretty protective. A uh, Swampert will go as far as to sense storms and build shelters for itself, I mean, it's not going to bake you cookies, but it's never going to openly disobey you or beat the crap out of random onlookers. This is a really, really friendly Pokemon, all things considered. Now, finally, again, favorite category, utility. Uh, The fins on the entire Mudkip line get overlooked and are amazing. They can sense the changes in weather in and out of the water. Now, granted, in our world, Pretty much every animal except us can do this. But in the Pokemon world, apparently not everyone can. Again, the ability to crush and move boulders is pretty useful, especially if you want to live with your Swampert after you become the champion. I think you kind of get the right to live wherever you want in the region. If you want to make life outside of being a champion, great. You can find an island or a beach with a lot of people, and you can just say, hey, give me a house on the beach, and me and my Swampert will take care of erosion. One of the biggest issues we see in our world today is that the oceans are rising, and thus the sands keep wiping away, and it keeps destroying the beaches. I mean, Kyogre is out there somewhere. You're gonna need someone to help repair the damage after he just tried to flood the earth. So keep that in mind if you're working with him. You can use him for cleanup crew. In the literal decks, it says that it's used to tow boats. So in the decks itself, it tells you how helpful it is in saving lives. This is something I love about this Pokemon: is that it literally goes out of its way to say, "Hey, I'm super chill." I am one of the nicest guys on the planet. I wasn't a water starter kind of guy. But Swampert is just one of the OG. Swampert is one of the GOATs in terms of greatest water types to ever be a starter. So, battle potential. Four out of five. Again, great Pokemon to play with. But that grass weakness is really holding it back. I'm sorry if you really love it and wanted the five out of five for the fighting. But Mudkip's whole line is going to have to get that. I'm sorry. Now, on to Karen Maintenance. That's another four out of five. Mudkip's maintenance is evolving around water. It's not the most portable, but it's still playing in the mud. just sounds like a whole lot of fun. Child friendliness, 5 out of 5. Again, it can be super ridiculously strong, but it not only is strong, but it has restraint, which is something a lot of the starters typically don't have. It only uses it as a last line of resort. And finally, 5 out of 5 for utility, because when your Pokédex entry says that you literally save lives, You get the 5 out of 5 for that. So, to wrap all of this up, this is the first time I've seen this where all the starters seem viable without some sort of catastrophic flaw or instant death clause in the contract when you get it. If you're looking at which Pokemon to get if this was the real world situation, get Trico if you don't have a problem picking fights and you may lose. But... You're willing to try anyway. This Pokemon will stick with you and it will remain cool under pressure. When you're a new trainer, that calm, collective nature is going to save your life. Now, you should get Tortic if you're like me. If you want something warm to buy your side that just wants to hang out with you, but you also want to see someone get high-jumped kicked in the face by a giant chicken. I mean, to be honest, that's that never gets old. Never has, never will. It's the OG firefighting type for a reason. It's wonderful. Now, get a Mudkip if you want power, hate plants, and want to use your new Pokemon to help people in coastal communities or out of jams. This Pokemon is built to help you and other people out. It's a waste to just use it, beating the crap out of other trainers. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the showdown. If you have a difference of opinion and think I've scored too low or high, go ahead and let me know. Again, this is all just... Thought experiment, it doesn't have any real value outside of this. If you guys want to enjoy any starter, do it. That's the whole point of having three to begin with. It's to pick your favorite. So if you guys want to check us out on our stream, we're going to be doing it today when this is recording. But for you guys, that is gonna be the 16th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The link will be down below. We were gonna play Pokemon Snap, but we beat it because apparently when you're over 20 years older than you were when you first played it, you tend to be a little bit smarter. So we're going to go ahead and play Pokemon Stadium instead. Chris will be there, and I will try to be there, but I do have doctor's appointment, real life beckons, but we'll try and have a good time. We love listening to you guys come on the stream. We also love it that you guys sent us all these reviews. We love getting the ideas that you guys send us. Love, love, love. Lots of love here. Speaking of love, want to send a special shout-out to Sharkfin, our newest patron, Sharkfin. You have the coolest name of all our patrons. And all the patrons are amazing because you help fund us. But you have the best name. Don't let any of them take that away from you. All right, guys. Have a wonderful rest of your day and night. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.